Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? Thank you for joining us for a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show. Hey, if it's your first time here, let me tell you what we do. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamir. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how we feeling? How you doing? Oh, man, I tell you, I took an entire month off uh, and I'm just back to work this week, two days ago. Uh, So this week has been kicking my ass. Uh, So I'm exhausted. I'm fed up, but very, very happy because tonight is the Patreon show. That's right. All of our tier four supporters are on the call here tonight. All are going to get a special Mark Meyer intro, I'm sure. But uh, this is always a a highlight of the month for you when we can get all of our friends on here. Talk a little Van Halen. We had so much fun uh, the last time that we, you know, we figured, hey, let's make this a regular thing. And obviously these guys agreed. So welcoming back to the show, uh, our humble uh, top tier, shall we say, patrons here, uh, starting at the one side, Michael Griffith, Matt Lacoste and Josh Caldwell. Welcome back to the show, everybody. How are you all feeling? Awesome. Good to be back. All fired up. I'll cheers to that too. (laughs) <laughs> everyone's feeling awesome it. feeling it. <laughs> great to be back <laughs> nice that is juice box nice i think i saw a juice box <laughs> juice box yes <laughs> whatever your beverage of choice uh you'll need it because often i will repeat words and phrases that are uh synonymous with the show for being uh hey take a shot every time mark says this because he says a lot of nonsense so be ready with that juice box no judgment here all right, we're all ready to get on with this show. Corey, uh, wh- wh- what's going on in the world of Van Halen news? All right, well, um, a little thing called the Starfleet Project was reissued uh, this mm-hmm. past weekend. I know uh, Kevin Brown has uh, the big vinyl edition uh, coming his way. Uh, I think he got held up. He doesn't have it yet. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Oh. But Mark, uh, since Kevin is lurking uh, in the chat here, and I got you on here, um, on his uh, Queen show, Seaside Pod Review, uh, he mentioned that uh, maybe we should do a little team-up show uh, and the podcast Ooh. will rock and Seaside Pod Review to talk about the Starfleet Project because we have Brian May from Queen and Eddie Van Halen. So what do you think? I'm down if you are. Uh, does that mean we have to be in like the same room together as Kevin? And it's just like, it's always chaos and it's just a big pain in the ass. So of course, yeah. why wouldn't we do that? That sounds like an awesome time. I'm into it. And we'll have the, the Cardinal of the church of go fuck yourself. Uh, Randy Woods will be there as well. So uh, guaranteed a good time will be had by all. So Kevin, if you're there, uh, pick a date, my friend, we're ready to do this thing. There you go. Uh, also, uh, Sammy Hagar. Uh, again, I'm checking Van Halen news desk and all of our friends there. Uh, Sammy Hagar says in an interview that he's going to get a little heavier into the Van Halen uh, in the upcoming. He plans on touring again uh, with the circle and he plans on uh, covering a little more Van Halen tunes because as he said in the article that he just doesn't know how much longer he's going to be able to sing it. 
Uh, so he wants to kind of cover as much ground as he can. And of course, uh, Mikey, I'm sure will take a turn. He's been doing running with the devil and ain't talking about love and a couple other tracks. So uh, if Sammy and the circle are coming your way uh, this fall, maybe into 2024, I'd recommend going to check them out. Of course, they never come to Canada. Uh, so I won't get a chance, but Mark, uh, you're, you're in the musical hotbed down there. So I'm sure they'll be coming your way. Well, you would think so, but you would be amazed how many shows do not come uh, to my neck of the woods for various reasons. Who the hell knows? But uh, uh, Matt Lacoste, uh, if this is true, if Sammy's going to go back on tour and hit us with some uh, some heavy Van Halen hitters, what's the one song you absolutely would want to hear him at do? No questions asked. Tough call because he can't do them all the way he used to. I saw him last summer here. And he did some Van Halen stuff. Like he can't sing dreams anymore, obviously, but I mean, can, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if he's with Michael, like uh, black and blue would be something that'd be cool. Right. Oh, they could do yeah, that. that That's easy. Yeah. Uh, Josh, do you have uh, one to follow for that? After shark. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think about uh, the ones that Sammy wouldn't do because he he can't do. But uh, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll have that thing. Michael, do you have a do you have a, a particular song you would want you would absolutely need to hear Sammy do? I do. I have I have seen Sammy in the circle a couple of times. I'm in Sacramento and they came a few months ago. And then mysteriously, right before the show started, that Michael Anthony was missing and they said he had some issue. And couldn't be there. So it turned into a Wabos show, basically, with Bonham <laughs> playing drums, which is okay, but it's, you know, it's the same set list. So I think it's great they're adding new new stuff to it. I would, I've never seen him do 5150 uh, on his own or with the circle or anything before. Maybe he has, but I think that one would be great. That would be an interesting, uh, yeah, I would like to hear that too, especially, um, because without without Eddie's presence on it, how does 5150 hit as hard or does it hit differently? I, I'd, I'd be very curious to hear that. That would be cool. And I'd be curious to know who would be playing uh, guitar in that. I'm not sure who uh, Sammy's other guitar player is in the circle. Um, the, but Vic I imagine. Yeah, oh, well, okay. Well, there you go. So competency. That's what that's what we're <laughs> after there. Um, so wouldn't get the same Eddie feel, but you might get a feel for it. I'd be very curious to hear that as well. So. Right on. All right on. Uh, anything else going on, Corey? Oh, yeah. Let me bring it back. And since you didn't ask me, uh, I, I would want oh, to hear uh, Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do from Balance. Give me some balance tracks. Uh, from hey, nice. That'd be cool. <laughs> I just assumed uh, you uh, you would just go ahead and say, like, this is what I would choose. Run around. Always run around. One yes, of my there favorite you go. Songs. There you are. Uh, another great article here uh, the most streamed Van Halen deep cuts on Spotify. They listed uh, Spotify listed the, uh, the top three deep cuts of a lot of different uh, hard rock bands. Uh, Van Halen's uh, top three uh, were kind of interesting. Uh, I'll spoil it here for all you who didn't read the article. Number three was drop dead legs. So hmm. pretty decent uh, deep cut there. Number two, ice cream man. And uh, number one, I don't know if this qualifies as a deep cut anymore, but eruption. <laughs> was it ever a deep cut? I know. Right. No. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that qualifies for deep cut, but uh, according to uh, Spotify, that's their most streamed deep cut. Interesting. Maybe a uh, deep cut in the sense of it's not an actual uh, fully fleshed out Van Halen song so much as it's a uh, Eddie Van Halen showcase. Uh, maybe that's what they mean by deep cut, but 
Sure. All right. Yeah. I, I guess we'll let you have that one, but um, just call a spade sure. a spade. That's not. A yeah. Deep yeah. Cut. Yeah. It's, it's not. Ridiculous. You're right. It's not like uh, ice cream man is more of a deep cut than eruption is. And ice cream man's not a deep cut either. I don't think, but again, that's just me. Yeah. Oh, and Kevin Brown agrees. First, we should say hi to, hi to Kevin. Hi to Ryan Powell. Uh, deep cut defined by not being a single. He says, I guess, yeah, the eruption was never a single. Right. So I guess, um but like kevin brown says uh, okay. how the shit is eruption to deep cut yeah we kind of agree with you it's a <laughs> it's a band defining nay genre defining song yeah that, that kind of hit the nail right on the head so there well eruption precedes you really got me right that's yep. that's the twofer on every regular rock station ever like yep. you don't get one without the other right and I tell you, uh, if you were uh, a proud owner of Van Halen Best of Volume 1, uh, Eruption begins this the whole album and then is preceded by Ain't Talking About Love. And that's not a bad transition either. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. But- uh, a couple more articles here. Uh, first, uh, Jeff Brewer says, Ice Cream Man has the greatest solo ever. Yeah. I don't think you'll get much argument uh, on this call. Uh, Mammoth WVH is going to headline their own tour with Nita Strauss this fall. Yeah. Uh, so that is, if, if you're into some guitar rock, man, that is the show to go check out. Wolfie and Nita, I think are going to put on a hell of a show. Uh, of course, coming nowhere near me. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw a Tennessee date in here, though, Mark. So you may have to go check it out. I think they are coming here. I mean, specifically because I think Nita either uh, has people here or maybe she's maybe she's got a place over here. I'm not sure. She's in Nashville a lot. So uh, that that being the case, why not? And I'm pretty sure Wolfie does really well around here uh when he comes to town and you know you know when you go to the show that they're gonna have they're gonna be doing some stuff together on stage some like guitar duels something like that if you've never heard nita strauss i highly recommend it uh she played for alice cooper for years uh she's back with alice cooper but she has her own solo stuff uh highly recommend it may not be your cup of tea but the guitar work she is able to pull off is pretty incredible so seeing and hearing her and Wolfie go back and forth on stage. I mean, that that's going to be super fun. If they are coming to your town, I would highly recommend going. And if they're coming to my town, I'm going. Ryan Powell already has tickets for Denver. There you are. (laughs) One more reason to envy Ryan Powell. And finally, this was just added today, so I didn't get a chance to read it. But the headline is Kip Winger on how David Lee Roth influenced his stage performance. Oh, boy. I, I... <laughs> I have to read that because my curiosity is just is is so peaked from that. <laughs> and that was actually, I think he actually uh, uh, the interview is with uh, Darren Paltrowitz on the Paltrow cast. Who's been oh. a guest on our show? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. What's uh, up? Uh, great get, Darren. Good job, my friend. So yeah, we check that out and much much more on the Van Halen News Desk www.vhnd.com. Maybe uh, maybe you all on the panel can put some context uh, for me because I've never admittedly seen Kip Winger live, <laughs> uh, at least not on stage. I've, I've seen him in passing in person, actually, uh, but never I've never seen his show. Is there any uh, sort of uh, merit to that statement that uh, do, do you see a David Lee Roth influence or is he just kind of blowing smoke up our asses? When, when I hear Winger, I think of Beavis and Butthead and little Stewart with the Winger teaching <laughs> on. <laughs> That's always my first image. Mine is uh, Lars in the two and a half years in the making of Metallica, the Black Album, yeah. when he's throwing darts at his picture. Mine too. Die, ah. Kip Winger. <laughs> Winger oh, yeah. sucks. Yeah. That guy sucks. No. No, no, no. Well, then. <laughs> 
Well, I just kind of skimmed the article again. He names uh, David Lee Roth and Paul Stanley as his two biggest influences, which if you want to be a front man, hmm. you, you, you can do a lot worse than those two. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's that's cool. Not There's the, probably uh, a bunch yeah. of dudes that say the same thing, but like, yeah. why are we talking about Kip Winger? <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, cool. Definitely, yeah. Not, not. Uh, I mean, based on like again, I've never seen his his live show, so I can't speak on it. But just based on what I've heard and what I've like seen video wise and what have you, like I don't see a lot of. Uh, maybe he's purposely not imitating Paul well, Stanley or, or David Lee Roth. Like, yeah, you, you can only do right. so much when you're playing the bass, right? Especially if you're trying to he, emulate David Lee Roth. Yeah. He plays well. the bass, and maybe he was influenced by David Lee Roth when he wrote "She's Only 17, which yeah. Is problematic at, at yeah. the best. Daddy I mean, says well, she's too young, but she's old enough for me. Those lyrics don't hold up. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys, and this may this may hurt a lot of listeners. Uh, it's fine. I'm used to hurting some of our listeners with my words, but uh, there's a lot of problematic lyrics in um, 80s songs in the rock genre. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, Molly Crew had one. Uh, she's only 15. She's the reason I can't sleep. You say illegal. Legal's never so... been my thing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, Christine. There's, there's a lot. Christine 16 from Kiss, yeah. yeah. That's probably the, the Winger film. <laughs> there's it's a lot, there. but then you got Kip Winger saying it. It's like, you know, Kip Winger, go away. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> when Kip Winger does it, it's so much worse. It's just worse. So like, yeah. okay, it's worse. Go well. away. <laughs> well, and now we've pissed off the Winger files, so they're going to they're gonna come for That's me. That's okay. I, I think it's a small crowd, and I don't think they're <laughs> – You'll get Mark fans for that move. Yeah, yeah. Yep. at Mark yep. the Bat on Twitter. Come at me. So. <laughs> All right, right on. Uh, so shall we uh, move on to the poll? Yes, let's do that. Last week, uh, we went over a, uh, I'll say a, a, a divisive track, a divisive track to say the least. We uh, discussed a, a political blues. And uh, this was one that I did not think, I didn't think it was going to do well in the upvotes. Um, but I certainly didn't think it was going to do as poorly. <laughs> what we have here is a 52.7% dream is over, over the 47.3% uh, what dreams are made of. So actually, this was a lot closer than I could have predicted, and it definitely went the other way. Now, I, I, I it, the song is not one of Van Halen's best and we're definitely we're not arguing that it is but uh I don't know sometimes with these polls it's hard to really get a read on how people are going to vote so Corey are you shocked at all by the poll results on this not really the three of us on the call that night were were pretty split and I, yeah. I was just barely uh this dream is over and you were just barely at what dreams are made of I kind of mm -hmm. predicted 60 40 uh to the good and it was yeah, closer yeah. to yeah so the fact this is kind of right down the middle doesn't surprise me at all because, uh, like you said, very divisive song, uh, and and pretty much all the votes are in that meh category, right? No one, no one and really that, stood up yeah. and said this is the oh Chaz, uh, Chaz Charles actually came out and said uh, it was a really great blues song and we're being too hard on it, but everybody else would just kind of like yeah I don't get it. Nah, yeah, not not too keen. Uh, so while we, so since I have you guys uh, on the panel, I'll just go ahead and ask you, uh, Michael Griffith, uh, did you vote for uh, a political blues? Uh, and if you did, how did you vote and why? I voted for it. Um, oh. But the, the, back in the day, me and my friends we were all Van Halen fans, and they had the cassette, and I thought it was mm. really cool getting the CD. And oh, I have this extra track. And then we all listened to it, and it's like. It was kind of a letdown compared to everything else. It, it's a cool blues song for the blues, but mm -hmm. it's not. You guys sit on the cast. You know, Dave does it better, and he does. 
So it's it's just barely above, you know, uh, voting it up. Very fair. That's that's kind of how I felt about it as well. Uh, and then I had like you know the personal sort of nostalgia creeping in on me. Um, uh, Matt Lacoste, how did you vote? Down. It's it's. I had the cassette. I didn't have that song, and I I was talking to a buddy of mine as I was listening to the cast from last week. I'm not even sure the CD I bought when I updated OU at Win Two. If that even had it. It's easily the least listened to song in their entire catalog for me in my oh. life. Like I've listened to every song on Van Halen three. God help me more than I've heard I that song. It's just, <laughs> it's just not them. It's not what they do. It doesn't, it's fine. It's meh. It's a meh, yeah. which is not it's Van Halen to me. So. I mean, they had that again, you have no, no real, real arguments on that one. Uh, Josh, were you uh, more on the optimistic approach or were you uh, a resounding no? It was a very soft upvote. I mean, <laughs> it's not a song I would, I would uh, play on repeat or even right. honestly, if, if it, you know, if, if the album was remixed and remastered and they left that one off, I'd be okay with that. Mm. I wouldn't be missing it. No, no, it's definitely, I don't think this is a track people would, would be sad if it was gone, but I don't know. I could be, uh, based on the polling, that's what it seems like, but let's, let's hear what, uh, some of our other, uh, people have to say. And, uh, I'm going to read the tweets out from our, uh, patron list. Uh, if you want your tweets guaranteed read on the show, you guys go over and join our Patreon, find a tier that's right for you. Guarantee we have it. And if we don't let us know, we'll make it for you. Uh, let's see. And I'll go over the list of, uh, patrons, uh, before we end out, but, but just to go through the poll here, our buddy Ryan Powell says, I understand the reasons this doesn't get a whole lot of love. Aside from being a cover, it's not even a cover with a Van Halen twist. What it is, though, is straightforward, raw, down and dirty blues. And Van Halen does a damn good job showing off their chops. He says, this isn't rock, but it is Van Halen. But what makes Van Halen Van Halen is their mastery over their instruments, their mastery over of playing together, playing off each other and playing as a cohesive unit that is greater than the sum of its parts with this lens, a, a political blues can be appreciated as a dis, uh, distillation of that mastery. And as a demonstration that Van Halen doesn't have to Van Halenize the blues for it to be compelling and what dreams are made of. So hashtag what dreams are made of. So Ryan ever the optimist coming in going, <laughs> I see why you hate it. However, um, always go with those little mini manifestos that we appreciate. And, uh, some of those, some of those statements, I would probably go like, yeah, yeah. Cause I, again, I was, I gave it like a soft pass, but, um, uh, but if he had had the opposite, of, uh, reaction, I wouldn't have blamed him either. So, all right, moving on. Let's see. We're going to our buddy, Tom Umbruster Sal, uh, says it sounds more like a filler Sammy solo track than a Van Halen song. We know what the sum of the parts of Van Halen sound like, and this just didn't combine in an equation that made sense. So I'm assuming Tom said, nope, not for me. Um, and again, with those points, I'm not arguing against it because uh, you, it was it, it was a very difficult song to judge. So uh, Greg Zito says, I like when Van Halen does the blues, but this one doesn't hit the sweet spot. They could have chosen a blues tune that better fit their style. Some good moments, but just not good enough. Um, 
It's not the Goonies. The Goonies are good enough, but apparently a political blues is not, according to Greg Cito. So there you go. Uh, we're probably going to see a pattern of this. But moving on here, making sure I'm not missing anybody. Scott Everett, our buddy Scott, says, not my favorite song by a long shot, but kind of cool hearing Van Halen's take on the blues. I appreciate it more now than I did when I was a rocking 16-year-old. Well, yeah, I mean, I I feel like uh, blues itself is more of like a, um, dare I say, mature, grown-up sort of uh, uh, genre of music. And I say that only because the blues, by their by the definition of what they are, it's like, okay, this these are songs about hard people, hard lives, hard, uh, hard things happening. So you get that with experience and with age. So, uh, so not to say that blues is old, but I mean, it kind of, kind of is. Would anyone disagree? Blues is kind of old, um, but that's the charm. That's the charm of it. I think. Of course um, it is. Yeah. It's, you know, there was a thing with a lot of hard rock bands at a certain point, everybody wanted to kind of do a Zeppelin blues song. Right. Oh yeah. And so all these bands, especially around that time, late eighties, like, I think, you know, let's do a blues. We gotta have one blues song. Right. <laughs> and whatever they threw it together and they recorded it half-assed and whatever, but sure. like, I don't know. It's just, it's not them. It's not what they do. Maybe a way of uh, making making themselves feel not Van Halen per se, but like bands that would do that, making themselves feel credible in the rock world. It's like if we play blues and we pull it off, it makes us seem like legit. So I get that mindset, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're trying too hard, I think. So don't do 100%. that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, our Ke- our buddy Kevin Brown. Uh, let's see. He says lots to like about this throwaway jam. Ed's honky-tonk piano is fun, but as Van, he- Van Heathen said, uh, uh, Heath there said on the episode, it really doesn't sound anything like Van Halen, and it's a demo-quality recording at best. Lastly, Sam- Sammy simply doesn't sing blues convincingly. Uh, the dream is over for me, I'm afraid. And again, I am not going to argue those points. I would say, does Sammy sound good vocally? Yeah. Does he sound like a good uh, blues singer? No, because he's not. So, and unfortunately, because of the yeah, the style of the of uh, uh, the way the song is structured, yeah, not not necessarily what Sammy is built for. But that's not to say that he isn't built for anything. Because I mean, the guy's got a set of pipes. But know your lane, and apparently, this one was not the lane to be driving over fifty five on. So. There you go. Deep, uh, our buddies from the Deep Purple podcast say not the strongest what dreams are made of, but I can't vote this one down. I suspect uh, perhaps there's there's a good bit of uh, uh, love for the blues for you know the Deep Purple podcast, being that they go over Deep Purple, a lot of blues influence in that. So yeah, I, I could uh, maybe, and I'm just speculating. That's why they gave it a a soft pass. But Corey, are you noticing the pattern, the back and forth people are having with this song? Uh, I, I just uh, brought up this great quote by, from uh, Tom in the chat. Blues ain't nothing but a good man feeling bad about the woman he once was with from Willie Brown. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, and I'm totally distracted by the chat because they went on a winger tangent there for a while. Uh, oh, Ryan Powell had no idea who the hell Kip Winger was, had to look him up. Uh, Kevin Brown, uh, uh, the, the, basically the consensus is apologies to Kip. Seems like a nice fella and he has a funny name. <laughs> I don't know. 
part of me kind of even doesn't even want to give him the 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 apologies too. Little moniker is like that. Ah, nah, that no. belongs to Gary. That belongs. That <laughs> belongs to apologize Mikey. to Kip Winger. Yeah, it's, it's like tool. nah, I don't think. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure Kip Winger has has earned that one, but uh, but I don't know. But if, if I'm wrong, if he listens to the show and he's like, "What the hell, assholes?" Then we'll have a discussion. <laughs> but and, until and Ryan that Powell time, has his own. Uh, Ryan says his tagline on the show should be, "I see why you don't like it." However, maybe we should get that on a T-shirt for him. <laughs> Ooh, I would love that. I would love that shirt. Oh man, that's God. good. Uh, back to the poll here. Uh, Scott Monroe says a straight up blues and a bar song that sounds more like a track from Red Voodoo by Sammy and the uh, the Wab- Wabaritos. Wabaritos. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I've never actually said that out loud. It's it, it's dawning on me. So <laughs> Sammy and the Wabaritas. Uh, I hadn't listened to the song in about two decades until your episode. You guys perfectly captured the mixed feelings I've always had. It's a shrugging man emoji. Uh, and he goes on to say, it's always been a skip for me. I definitely would have liked a full band version of Eagles Fly instead of this. I agree. Uh, or if they broke away from the blues in the solo section and gave us classic Van Halen flavor. It's better live, but ultimately I'm with Chairman Mao. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> the dream is over. Hashtag no calls. Uh, Holy well, shit. There you go. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Cause like with Dave, they, I'm the one is one kind of song. Then they break mm-hmm. out and do the shooby dooby thing. And then they go back to the song. <laughs> they could have done something like that in this one with Sam, but they, they didn't do anything. They just, yeah. It's a standard it blues song. It's it is. just it, a standard it, blues thing. That's not even just is what it is. It's weird. It's just a weird elevate it. Yeah. Decision. Yeah. I feel uh, like ZZ they, Top does that song. They're going to elevate it. Like they're going to add right, something see, to it. They're going to you know improve on it. Van Halen just totally. kind of just yeah. Yes, I think what, what's it, the, it, the, the, the when it, it the ZZ Top song uh, Jesus left the uh, Jesus just left Chicago. Let's just left. Yes. Chicago. Yeah. I mean that that cranks into a whole nother thing three quarters of the way through, right? Yeah. Like that's an awesome thing. That that I don't know. The song sucks. It's not mm-hmm. a good I think song. I think because it's Van Halen, and I think they build up such expectations with people. If if it had been any other band performing this cover just like they did, I don't know that people would have cared, or they would have cared so much, or had a like reaction of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. But because Van Halen did just play it so straight, and they didn't throw in their little their isms or their flavor yeah it, do, it does uh make one feel that it's lacking um i am i'll definitely not argue against that uh from the regarding lulu that's our buddy Chaz. he says wow tough room they yeah. finally give us a blues number this is how we treat them uh, <laughs> and uh that's that's all he says so it's like, I'm, I'm going to assume he voted for the yay because he was really excited for this blues tune but Sorry, Chaz. I mean, hey, I, I gave it a soft pass, too. But, you know, what, what can you do? Uh, and then uh, finally, our friend Jeff Brewer, he says, Ed used to say Van Halen lost gigs because he couldn't make the cover tunes sound like the original. Ed always sounded like Ed. That's why there were the world's gr- they were the world's greatest cover band. The covers were always Van Halen eyes. This just sounds like Little Feet, not Ed. First downvote for me. Oh, poor Jeff. He, uh, oh, he goes on to say, I do like the dub piano noodling Ed does in this tune, but it's a throwaway song. In a 1988 radio interview, uh, Rockline, I think, Sam and Ed called Little Feet, and this song in particular, Sloppy But Tight, when OU8, uh, OU812, or 12, OU812 came out, I luckily bought the cassette. So 
Oh, Jeff, I'm sorry we had to uh, make you uh, downvote this one. I, I feel the heartbreak in your voice, but um, them's the bricks. He's in the chat. What's he saying? Well, he said uh, the, the perfect line. I think we discovered it was easy top. Van Halen usually elevates their cover tunes. And yes, they this usually is true. do. Yes, they and usually then, do. And uh, this one, not so much. Yeah. Kevin Brown says a person should not believe in an ism. He should believe in himself. So now we're just going to give inspirational quotes all night. So thank you for <laughs> that, so Kevin. There's a fine line between clever and stupid is one of my favorite quotes. And then uh, Ryan Powell says, I'll give you that, Kevin, not a great blue song as source material, which I, I would agree. Uh, a blue mm. standard, it, you know, a little on the weaker side needed to be elevated. It did. Um, and I know that I, I feel like everyone's going to place the blame on Sammy for that track uh, for the way it's sounding so meh. And I don't know that Sammy is the one that's entirely at fault here. Um, but I may have to die on that hill alone. I don't know, but he certainly doesn't help it because, you know, it's not his wheelhouse, you know? I think he actually turns in a pretty good performance in the song, but that's exactly it. He's just not, he's a rock singer. He's not a blues singer and mm. you can be both or you cannot be both. And I don't think he's both. <laughs> he's definitely not both. No, um, no. That's, that, that again, that is one, one of the ways that uh, David Lee Roth had that's, He's got he's got a few over Sammy in uh in terms of uh you know who's the I guess better front man and it's a it's a conversation I hate having but I'm just like all right well if we're having a point system there's one point he definitely has over Sammy so there you go um I I will concede to that all you uh Rothers out there I tell you um, what uh, th this uh, this whole project Chaz is working on uh, I've seen a little bit of it now uh hopefully we can debut it next show i've just had too much going on here i'm trying obs and stuff oh, sure. again but uh we're, we're gonna really be able to break down uh the the, the two actually three singers in van halen uh statistically Ooh. uh from all this different stuff uh, i'm disappointed in all you on the call though because when i said that quote from kevin brown i wanted somebody to pipe in with a ferris bueller comment and nobody did because that's from the movie <laughs> ferris bueller's day off uh, ryan got it he said say ferris tom says hashtag justice for cameron <laughs> justice for gamer i was too distracted by uh you know keeping the show going and stuff like oh, that I see. so you're, what, you're actually working i'm just having fun yeah. with the guys in the chat <laughs> my bad like, it's all good I'm a Sloan there Peterson you go. guy. it's <laughs> <laughs> george peterson uh so there you go there's uh That's the the no, thank you. The tweets from the poll uh, from uh, people who are on our Patreon. Like I said, if you, uh, you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show and have it uh, discussed and analyzed with the rest of us, then join our Patreon. You will have a good time, I assure you. We'll make it fun for you, whether you like it or not. I'm sorry, that was aggressive. Anywho, Corey, I think it's time to get into our uh, favorite part of the show now, and that is what you all came here to do besides listen to the song, and that's pick a guess. That's right. Here's your drink, Manifestations. Oh, man. I'm just going to get this out of the way. I want to manifest a Sammy tune, and that's it. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, can, can I, I, I'm going to shed a little light because uh, we received an email this week. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but I can't help it. <laughs> well, I want to shout him out because he took, he took the time to write us. Daniel Kier. Uh, right. from the UK, uh, decided to, to, to write us an email and let us know that he, he does enjoy the show, but, uh, Mark consistently makes him want to bash his head into the steering wheel while he's sitting in traffic. I mean, it seems <laughs> excessive, but you know, it's not the first time I've heard hey, that. Hey, guess what? Daniel? But he listens. Well, well, yeah. Welcome to his fiance's world. I, I don't think you're the yeah. only one that <laughs> he has that effect on. 
Holy shit. I never said I was perfect, but uh, basically, I mean, it was a very long-winded way of saying that uh, I hear your opinion, but I'm going to tell you why it's not correct. Like, well, okay. why, why he doesn't agree. His, his final paragraph was, yeah. however, I do listen to every episode of the show and very much enjoy it. And Mark's opinions often lead to a middle-aged man bashing the dashboard, shouting expletives at the top of his voice in a traffic jam in the city of Bristol in the UK. I hear you. <laughs> well you should be careful uh bristol is a is a a lovely place i think i don't know i've never been there and then he said shout out the name of your band uh, because you don't do that enough and you know let's get him some exposure so rose of sharon a tribute to killswitch engage will be in huntsville alabama uh august 5th so uh be there we'll be there with vulgar display of nashville so you bammers who love pantera you're gonna have a great time i'm seeing them in a month I can't wait. Vulgar Pantera. or, just, or uh, oh, there, oh, yeah, of course. <clears throat> yeah, say, opening oh. up for Metallica, but yes, but yes, That's yes, true, yes, yes. yes. I'm a year and a month and away. By the way, I hope they make it. By the way, mm-hmm. you don't. I'm a middle-aged man, and I don't want to, you know, bang my head on anything when I listen to you talk. Otherwise, I wouldn't <laughs> fucking listen. I don't That's know what good. that guy's problem. Yeah. That's weird. I was like, hey, look, I do I do a show with Corey all the time. So, I mean, he, he, and so far he hasn't bashed his head in. And he does nope. a podcast with John Mariano. So, I mean, I know. if, you know. Are we all middle-aged right? men? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Jeff, Jeff says, I understand how he feels. Does he understand yeah. how the dude from the UK feels or how Mark feels or how Matt feels? I'm yeah, not right. sure. <laughs> I'm not sure which Whatever, one he understands. Dude. But, uh, yeah, it, hey, look. If, if if my voice does that to you, then fret not because there's only so many episodes left, but uh, you should still stay tuned. Anywho, so manifestations. There we go. I got mine out of the way. I just want to Sammy tune just for funsies. Uh, Corey, what uh, what do you want to bring to the table? What do you want to manifest for tonight's show with this great ensemble we have? Well, first, I'll, I'll head to uh, the Discord server. We had a few people chime in there uh, with their manifestations. Uh uh, Jeff Brewer, uh, it originally wanted to hear Mean Street, uh, but we already covered that one. He wanted, he asked if yeah. a reverse mulligan is a thing, which it totally is not. <laughs> uh, no, nope. but he he did up his Patreon amount. Uh, so uh, oh. so he said, "Does that get it on the wheel?" I said, "No." But once we uh, finish off Fair Warning, we'll talk about Mean Street again when we do the ranking show. So there's an opportunity there. Uh, Scott Minifesto uh, wanted to hear "Hang 'Em High," so then Jeff said, "Yeah, I changed my vote to Hang 'Em High.' That'd be a good one there." Uh, Ryan Powell wanted to hear a little Little Dreamer. Uh, He seems no one's talking about those crazy days gone by. So that would be a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Kevin Brown again spanked because he's an agent of chaos. Uh, (laughs) He's just going to keep calling it until he gets it right. And then he's going to get the uh, called your shot t-shirt. He goes, that's how you do it, right? Like, no, call it naturally. (laughs) You you don't just sit there and point to the outfield wall until you finally hit a dinger. No, call it naturally. Waiting for all the, like, it's like the wheels down to four songs and Spank is still on there. It's like, well, now I can call my shot, right? It's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I did it. Uh, But I want to hear a Sammy tune too. I'm I'm, I'm still, I'm I'm still in an OU812 mood. I'd like to hear Black and Blue. Ooh, all right. Black and blue. It's been mentioned a lot. It's been manifested quite a bit over uh, our the course of the show. So maybe it's time. I don't oh, know. We'll uh, find out. Tom in the chat says he doesn't listen while he drives. So we all piss him off. It's, it's probably a good thing you don't <laughs> listen to the show while you drive, my friend. And Jepper says he everyone that that was just related to everyone. So oh, uh, just everyone. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, don't listen to us and, and drive because uh, God forbid I make you bash your head yeah. into your own windshield and cause an accident. Nobody needs that. Uh, oh, Michael, Tom, Tom wants to hear humans being. 
Uh, he he got in a late oh, manifestation. So, well, if you were tuning into social media, you might have heard it uh, this past weekend. But uh, more on that later. Michael, uh, what song do you uh, want to bring to the full tonight? So actually, I wore my anti eighty four shirt. Aha. <laughs> nice. So I want to help. I think you have one left, right? We have one left. Yep. House yeah. of Pain. House of Pain. Oh, Absolutely. He wants to. He wants and, to and close a, it out. A little story when I kind of became a diehard Van Halen fan. My friend says, "Go buy, you know, Van Halen 1984 on CD." It's a couple of years after it came out, and he goes, "Forget the singles. Forget the singles. Only listen to the deep tracks. Drop Dead Legs, <laughs> which is what you mentioned earlier, uh, Corey, and then." This song, House of Pain, are just standouts to me. So that's great. Excellent. All right. Breaking the 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 Sammy uh, voting already. Just breaking the streak. So uh, let's see. What will Matt Lacoste do? Uh, what do you want to listen to tonight? Play up the sky. Ooh. It's time. It's time. I agree. It is time. Yeah. I would not be mad about that. Josh, there are a lot yourself, of things man? in that song that happens that are kind of trend setting in a way that I, I, I would love to discuss, but we'll see. Oh, I definitely want to talk about that. So uh, Josh, how about you, man? I'm going to vote for Hang Em High. Hang Em High. Great. So there you are. All great choices. I'm, I'm into it. I am not mad at any of those choices. So we'll see what the wheel will do. If tradition is any indication, we'll get none of them. But we'll find out. There's only there's only so many she can skip because like we're 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 getting down to it. So Josephina, uh, let's go. Why would you do that? Why would you do it? Oh, he did it. it. He evoked the name. It, it's gonna. He happen. did. So that's what's yeah. So Matt, Matt calls his shot. There it is. He's calling for Josephina. He's trying to close. Oh he's trying to close that shit out. And I hope it. I hope for his sake that that's that that occurs so all no, right Corey. no no no. <laughs> you, no no you can't retract it can't retract it there it is it's, set in stone. It. <laughs> it's all on record uh all right. if uh how many times must we prime the wheel well i was gonna do a three because we have three guests but did you give your manifestation or did i miss it i did i said a sammy tune oh yeah, i'm not just picky. A sammy tune right okay. yeah just a sammy tune whatever all right i think i have a wheel here I am going to uh, figure out how I'm going to shuffle this thing. Shuffle it one, two, three times. All right, here Thanks. we go. Here we go. Oh, we're going to Van Halen too. Bottoms oh. up. We we're so pleasure dome. We're so close to pleasure dome. <laughs> oh man, almost, almost. But bottoms up. Back. Uh, so. Uh, it it was meant to be. It was going to be a Roth, and we're going to uh, one of my favorite albums, Van Halen 2. Uh, do, I, I wonder, not to show anybody's hand, whatever, but uh, do, do we have particular thoughts, a yay or nay, particular thoughts on Bottoms Up, or are we just ready to just listen to it? I'll take that as a yay. There we go. <laughs> People are just excited. They don't want to. They don't want to say too much until we get into it. I uh, I'll say this. Also, yeah, bottoms up is just one of those. This is this is what they tried to do with a political blues, right? Recreate ah. something close to some sort of blues thing because bottoms up is like a swinging blues kind of thing, and it's got that breakdown and uh, the doo wop. Come on, mum, mum. It's this is just 
It's a cool ass song that could never be re- recreated ever. Well, there you it's go. Great. Bring in the fourth, bring in forth that Van Halen swing that they do so well. Yeah. We'll see how it's uh yeah he's already showing his cards, but that's all right because uh may, the more we get into it, I don't know you, your mind might sway or maybe it won't. Who knows? It it's mm-hmm. been known to happen. I thought of I have always thought of voting a particular way for a particular song, and then something something along the line might change it. So it's not uncommon, it's not unheard of. So we'll uh, we'll we'll find out how we feel about bottoms up. But uh, yeah, Corey, I think we should just uh, launch into it whenever you're ready. Sounds good. Uh, this was a, a frequent uh, show closer back in 1978 uh, from Van Halen 2. This is Bottoms Up. All right. Already, this is an upvote from Ryan Powell. Uh, he sent that the minute I hit play on the track. So we, we got our first upvote of the evening. Notice how they showcase each member of the band just in that few seconds. Each, yep. each member has their own little part to it. A little nice little introduction, even though like at this point, uh, Bottoms Up is, uh, uh, it doesn't open the album, but I could, I could see how it could have been an opening track with, as you pointed out, it's like, look, we're going to introduce you to everybody. Like, remember us here? We're, we're back for the sequel. Cause this album's the sequel, even though technically I think uh, Van Halen one or two are just one big album, but uh, that's just me. It's for sure. One of those songs that they had jammed probably before Van Halen one, but didn't make Van Halen one, but mm-hmm. is awesome. On two. That. Right. This is like, okay, let's do this. I got this swinging bluesy kind of track and, you know, Roth Mm -hmm. sing. Let's see. Yeah. Roth, do your thing. Yeah. It works. Uh, Kevin Brown points out that Ed is doing his Billy Gibbons homage right off the top. So we're talking about the blues are a little bit. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Yep. And everyone's mad at Ryan for uh, spoiling his vote already because he put spoiler (laughs) alert. This is an upvote. Ryan, of course, upvotes every single song. So uh, not much of a spoiler. It's like saying uh, you're spoiling Oppenheimer for me by saying there's a bomb in it. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, well, I love like, Van Halen's song. Damn it. <laughs> ah. There's a bomb at the end. <laughs> Shit. All right, let's keep rocking here. <laughs> Sitting here about half the night. I'm going to fill my cup up. It's that right there. It's Roth doing the low end and Michael doing the high end. And they did a ton of that, obviously, in the first album. But the second album, I don't know. There's a little more free flow to it. And it's definitely more pushed to the top. Sounds amazing. Mm. I mean, it, it, it launches that song into another stratosphere, right? The song is a basically like 4-4 four, four blues, whatever, you know, shuffle with Alex's kind of double bass and blah, 
But then that chorus comes in and Michael Anthony just kicks it up to another level. And once again, so uh, together. Uh, Roth and, and the boys doing uh, the, the very thing that they're good at, which is uh, less is more in the chorus. Just say the title. Uh, if you want to, yeah. you know, spice it up with a few uh, vocal ornamentations. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So what does that mean to Dave? Like, well, he's going to do the howl. He's going to scream. He's going to do his little Roth isms. They're all there. But he's, and it started here. He's also holding the bottom end, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like he's doing that. Like it's, I don't mm-hmm. know. He doesn't get enough credit as a vocalist that way. He's a good singer. He was a good singer. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, yeah, it was like he he had his he yeah preface that he had his moments. Uh, uh, good some good moments back in the day. But I mean, it's we can't say he was just absolutely terrible because that's just not true. And if you were terrible, I guarantee you the band does not nearly go as far as they do uh, in the time frame that they did. So yeah. Found a great quote from Eddie about this song. He said, it's a proven song because in the 10 months that we toured in 78 in the support of the debut album, at least six of the months we played it every night for our encore and everywhere from Japan to Texas, they loved it. That's a boogie. And I did a good solo in that, which I like. Well, that's good. That's good that Eddie was uh, keen on the solo. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Artists are their biggest, their own biggest critics. So if, if, if Eddie is like, yeah, I wasn't crazy about that solo. And then you just, you'd be kind of down on it. The next time you listen to it, you just go like, I really like listening to the solo, but I have the knowledge that Eddie thought it was awful. It's like, oh man, now it's just, uh, it's kind of ruined for me. So, but hearing those comments kind of give me a, more of a more joy when I hear the solo, you know what I mean? Yep. And he says, uh, he goes on to say, and I quote, uh, personally, I hate soloing the boogies because it doesn't really fit my style. I like to noodle out of the rhythm as opposed to playing in the beat. So I was pretty happy with it because it did have a feeling to it. Hmm. No, nope. he nails this. This yeah. is one of the best. It was one of my favorite aspects of Van Halen one and Van Halen two is that they played the song so many times that when it came time to get in the studio and cut them, like they, they know them inside out. They're already perfected. Oh yeah. Well, so really quick, like you guys made the point on the podcast, like two weeks ago about the six packs, everybody six packs. Mm-hmm. And to me, one of the interesting things is that Van Halen two is on everybody's list. Yeah, And it should be. I think two is better than one. It's only because, you know, we've heard every song on one 6,000 times. I can't listen to it, but I can listen to Van Halen two from front to back right now and appreciate every moment of it with the sound, but the sound is better than one. But, Mm. but on top of it, it's, they all kind of find themselves a little bit in the recording. And this is one of those tracks where they do, where it's like very basic. There's not much to this, but it's flair, right? Mm. It's Eddie making things happen. Alex, Michael doing the pitch and David all over the place. And they recorded this thing in like nine days or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's incredible. When they recorded one, they're kind of just happy to be there. Then they go on tour and they tour yep. the Sabbath. Then they come back. And they're like, okay, we've been around the world now. We know what we're doing even more. And they're tighter, like you said. And then Templeman knows what he's doing. It sounds, it's, it's, yeah, it's another level. Self-realized. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's keep going.
So the sound of his guitar there is different than almost every other solo he's played, right? And I don't know technically what that is, but it is different. There's a reverb, there's an echo. He's playing in a different room. It sounds different, right? Mm -hmm. A little oh. bit, yeah. It's funny because uh, there was production photos around that time recording Van Halen 2, and it was all of them in the same room. Uh, with beer cans strewn everywhere, right? There was no isolation booths <laughs> or anything. So maybe that's what's different. They're actually in the room recording it off the floor. Just sounds punched in, but punched in in a way that they deliberately made it make it sound like it's in a different room or something, like a different mm -hmm. recording. I don't know. It just It's always struck me as something because most of what they do is seamless, Right. Mm. Eddie, especially he's very particular about his sound and how it fits into whatever he's doing and the Brown sound, yada, yada. But like that solo, like it just, it just sounds like it's from a different everything, but it's, it's right so before the, the solo. If you see the lyrics, I mean, and, and some of the guitar work, it sounds like a prequel to Romeo delight, the yeah. similar lyrics, Ooh. similar guitar, just in a one spot. But it's like he's channeling it or something. And I, I'm gonna write write more to this song, you know, next album. In my uh, head canon, that's lore now. <laughs> Mark Mark loves prequels. Yeah, that Tom is. says sounds punched <laughs> in, but not in a bad way. Yeah, I, I would agree with that sentiment there too. Totally. Yep. And mm -hmm. here comes the the best part. Yep. Second best part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep her going. Yeah, they're definitely all in the room together. <laughs> yeah. They leave in all, all the screw-ups, though. They always do that. Yeah. I mean, if you listen close, Dave screws up, and they're like, you know, they, they keep going, guys. It's it's fine. It, it just makes it better. Yeah, I, I love that they kept that in because it just it gives it, uh, like, the authenticism of, uh, look how much fun, listen to how much fun we're having. Like, you can hear it. Look, we're laughing about it because we're, you know, fucking around. But, like, look how, yeah. look how great it sounds. Like, listen to it. It's awesome. I like it. It's it's a it gives it a very real vibrancy. Like you're in the room with them. Like who doesn't want to be in the room with them, right? Yeah, I just that to me picture. is the thing uh, yeah. about when I when I heard later how much they hated each other and how much Eddie hated Dave. Yeah. Like it always bummed me out so much because it's like God, you guys sounded like you were having so much fun, <laughs> like all the time, like the Panama video and like. In like, I'm sure that, they had great that, days, and then, but then they had some real bad ones that just sort of like outweighed the good. <laughs> thousand percent. But like in that moment, hearing that, that is gleeful. It, they oh, sound yeah. like they're having fun, and it's. I don't think it's forced at all. Like it's real. And that's rock and roll. Rock, rock and roll is not perfect. Uh, quit playing the tracks, everybody. Play music for fuck's sake. <laughs> Play music, yes. <laughs> Warts Josh, anything to add? Sorry, I feel like we're kind of leaving Josh out here. Oh, 
the interesting thing is um, on this particular record versus the debut, I can hear uh, Michael's bass a little more prominent in the mix. And it doesn't sound like it's fighting with anything. So the, the, the first album to me, and this is just, um, just, just a slight reference, but I, I like the production on the second record better because it, it doesn't sound as washed and reverb. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little drier, a little more in your face. And I can hear, I can hear all of, you know, Alex's, you know, Tom hits a little clearer on this record. And uh, I can definitely on this song for sure. Well, I agree. I had two ranked above one uh, on my uh, six pack, uh, largely for that reason. And as Jeff points out, here comes the cooler solo. little bass run right at the end yeah. Mikey's oh nice yeah in the mix good good stuff all right you do the greatest outros yeah they really do they really over do. and over again no doubt yeah mm-hmm. uh, kevin says no one else in history has ever made a guitar sound like that man it's just utterly unique to ed and sensational Couldn't i would agree uh, yep. yeah you know between eddie and brian may it's like they just, those are two dudes that you know their sound immediately because it's their sound often duplicated absolutely never ever replicated because you can't but eddie's eddie's sound has changed like 19 times through the history of the recordings right it changes it's over it's it's something different every time but his playing is what you know yeah it's yeah he still has a tonality within i guess like within his fingers that uh really bring out the uh the van halenness of it uh, which is, you know, again, it's not easy to do, but like once you once you are as a guitar player or any musician, really, you find your particular sound and stick with it. No matter how much you grow it and evolve it, it's it's going to stand out because there's going to have a unique uh, uh, stamp that's yours. You know what I mean? Eddie definitely you. had that. Yeah. So <laughs> and now we d- we're or there it is uh, with one of our uh, Van Halen two tracks and uh, it's time for Corey to do the thing he loves to do play the game that's where I lose all the time you know <laughs> oh, caught you off guard there we go <laughs> well, I had a cue and I just had to get it playing alright gentlemen how many times do we think Van Halen played bottoms up live in their career uh, because uh, Mark pissed me off, we're going to go last with Mark here. Let's start with uh, we'll start with Josh. Josh, how many times do you think Van Halen played this cut? 145. 145? Okay, 145 times. No, sorry, I didn't hear you the first time. What oh, did you say? 140. 140. Okay, 140 for Josh. How about you, Michael? Let's say 205. 205. All right, Matt. 
Going big, 300. 300. Okay, Mark Meyer. Remember, closest to the actual number without going over. 90 times. 90 times. 90 times. 90 times. All right. Well, Kevin Brown says Kevin's going 375. He just went over. Matt's our winner. The correct number 330 times. Wow. As as they should, because uh, this was a this is a good track for them to play. So um, yeah, they they should have kept this on the set a lot. Good jam. Last time they played it was was chunky jam. Absolutely, they they played it uh, in 2012 one time. So on that reunion, it made it on one show. So I saw all those shows when they came around. That's one they should have played every time. That's something so easy for him to sing, and I don't know why they didn't. But anyway. Well, before we move, sorry, I just because uh, uh, I brought up that one oh, yeah, set list. Yeah. It was in San Jose. Uh, Bottoms up was played thirteenth after you really got me, and just before dance the night away. Oh, oh, that's a good spot for it. I think it's nice, like give a little swing, and then you dance the night away. Yeah, yeah, I, I okay. dig it. But I'm pretty sure I know how this is gonna go. But uh, it's time to it's time to vote. It's time to let the people know, let the audience realize uh, how how do we feel about bottoms up. Truly. So starting with our honored guests, uh, I'm going to start with you, Josh Caldwell. You know the drill. You know how this works. So I ask you, sir, is bottoms up what dreams are made of or is the dream over? (laughs) That was a solid bottoms up from my juice box. (laughs) Bottoms up. There it is. Enough said. All right, right on. So, Matt Lacoste, uh, pretty sure. I mean, you've you've had a lot to say uh, while we were listening to it, so I'm pretty sure I know how it goes. But here, I'll ask you because it's what we do. Is this song "Bottoms Up" what dreams are made of for you, or is uh, have you, has it is your glass empty and it's run out? <laughs> I'll finish my glass after I said, yeah, no, this is one of my favorite songs off this album. It's just a kick-ass thing. It's, it's, it's a thousand percent about uh, what dreams are made of. Like if this isn't a 95%, then whatever, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't, I would not hold your breath on it, but we've been, we've been surprised before. So maybe uh, the voting, maybe the voting will come through for you, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we shall see. Uh, Michael, I throw it over to you, man. We've already got uh, two up votes. So I ask you is bottoms up what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? We'll do this together. I mean, it's ultimate party song from the ultimate party band. And when they close, I mean, they should close with it all the time. I mean, what a better everyone can cheers at at the end of a concert. So perfect Mm -hmm. ending song, but it's just a fun song. Uh, It's it's from start to finish made very well. Showcases every member of the band. More Mikey, which is always good. So yeah, thumbs way up. Yeah, if it doesn't get 95, I mean, come on, just turn in your membership card for the band. I, I would agree with that, maybe. Uh, but uh, like I said, uh, the the voting sometimes gets fickle, so time will tell. Uh, Corey, great call. I ask, 
I ask you, uh, we, we did not, we did not get a Sammy tune that we were uh, trying to get. I know you were in an OU812 mood and the wheel said, nah, going to take you back even further uh, to uh, one of your beloved albums, Van Halen 2. So must I ask, is this what dreams are made of or is your dream over? There's no bad song on Van Halen 2. Like, just period, end of story. It's my favorite Van Halen album. Uh, I'm not downloading a single thing on this record. Spoiler alert, uh, along with Ryan Powell. Um, <laughs> the only thing I, I could maybe bring up in, in the sequencing of the album, like you said, uh, this is sandwiched between Somebody Get Me a Doctor and Out of Love Again. This is such a great closer. Close the album with it. Instead of Beautiful Girls, which, mm. you, you know, put Beautiful Girls between Somebody Get Me a Doctor. You know, it kind of ends on that kiss, right? This week, we got that Hold really on. cool outro on it. See, in my life, I've see, I've loved sequence of albums. I've loved how that works and the thoughts. I think Beautiful Girls is one of the best album closers of all time. Uh, I'm not like, faulting the this, song at all. I love it, but it ends like abruptly for an album closer. Don't you want a big performance at the end? Yeah, but like, you know, the way it ends... I I, I can see it the other way. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you entirely, but Beautiful girls, the way that ends. Just uh, the kiss, and that's it. It's over. It's cool. <laughs> See, I, I this would work, maybe, too. You're right, Corey. You, you can maybe end side A with Beautiful Girls. As the album closer, I want something a little more punch in it. Just my preference. And then Tom is still mulling the transition great. between Bottoms Up and Dance the Night Away. Yeah, that's... Well, you, you have to listen well, to those you, in sequence. You know better than to stating your own preferences, Corey. <laughs> someone's bashing their head into a steering wheel right now somebody somewhere in the world <laughs> not not yet but give me a moment <laughs> all right mark stay on the road sir yeah stay on the road mark's gonna vote i'm hovering over the dream is over because i just don't know mark Meyer, uh is this what no dreams chance. are made of or is the dream over Because I am not the troll that uh, you might think I am, in fact. So, no, no, no. This is uh, this is a no-brainer. I'm with Corey on this one. Uh, spoiler alert, you're probably not going to get a downvote from me on Van Halen 2 because I adore this album. Uh, Bottoms Up is great I, from top to bottom. I said earlier I could see it just with the way the, uh, the intro is set. I could have seen them maybe open up with this song, but I think I'm with Corey now. Like they probably should have closed the album with this song, you know, close it out with a bang. I'm with him on that one. Um, not that I hate the sequence of how the album plays out, but still I could see it. I could see it at the end and I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, I'm not gonna, there's, there, there's nothing else to really, uh, say about it than what everyone else has already said. Like this is just a kick-ass good swinging rock song by the band who does it the best, you know, Van Halen and it, it doesn't. Yeah, that's 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 all I got, man. It's just I'm not. You can't downvote this thing. I don't think the voting is going to go as high as we want it, or that it should go. Um, but I would love to be wrong. I love you know. Hey, you guys uh, out there that still listen and love it when I'm wrong, prove me wrong. I don't think this is going to get 95 percent what dreams are made of. And I don't think it's going to happen. Not at all. Whether it deserves it or not, yeah, it does. I'd like to fight the downvoters out there. Yeah. <laughs> just straight up fight. <laughs> But there you go, the chat, you guys. Yeah. You know. If you're downvoting this song, I That's mean, a... you just got to get off Twitter. 
He's gonna new go away. Patreon tier, new Patreon tier. Uh, Malakos is gonna fight you, naysayers. Uh, that down, that down vote any track from Van Halen too. And uh, uh, if you no, this see one that fight, particularly. Okay, this, this is one the in particular. One. This is God damn it! You can't, you can't fight this one. You guys are gonna have to subscribe. track the uh, the IP addresses from the down votes. And if there's one from England, we'll know exactly who it who it was. Oh, <laughs> that is true. Kevin Brown, who's also from Jolly Old England. Uh, said, don't worry, if he's from Bristol, he's only going to make himself smarter with a concussion. So, shots fired there. Those <laughs> <laughs> are Kevin oh, Brown's Kevin. words. Uh, also, listen to Seaside that. Pod Review. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's funny. <laughs> please uh, listen to that show. So, so Jeff says it has a chance at 95. I don't think it's going to hit 95. Ryan is predicting 87. Uh, I'm kind of right in that 87, 88 range, too. I think that's where it's yeah. going to hit. Uh, Kev is saying 90. Um, yeah, there's... Uh, some of the great tracks that are only in the eighties is staggering. So uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be 87, 88. Yeah. It just, I'm, I'm still, you know, Corey, I'm still not over the, the results for eight talking about love. I'm not over the unchained results. So I'm just like, yeah, I, that's cause insane. I just don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand who's voting this way. Who are you people here's, who hurt? Here's you? a question. Have you guys, have we done, maybe I missed it. Have we done out of, out of love again? Yep. That was one of our uh, first shows actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one. Drew, what was uh, that 80. one? Because that's 80. the one weird song on Van Halen too. Yeah, eighty percent. What dreams are made of? Twenty percent. Dream is over. Okay. And even then, I thought that was fair. But yeah, yeah, that was our good friend uh, Chris from uh, Pot of Thunder. That's the show he came mm-hmm. on. We did that in Eruption. That was actually uh, Eruption. Eddie's birthday. We did that one. Yeah. Interesting. That's right. All right. All right. Early, early right. show. So, so there right. you have it. Full, clean sweep across the board. Bottoms up what dreams are made of and if you disagree then it, do do us the favor at least uh, like if you're going to go to the polls you're going to vote like bottoms up didn't do it for you i would just be very curious as to why now we're not here to shame you or ridicule you but let's just unless you just give an answer like the song sucks that's it like okay okay well all right genius no 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 i, I legit if, if, uh, if bottoms up didn't do it for you please let us know. Let us know why, because I just want to. I just want to get a different perspective. Um, but if you're being a troll, then I don't know. Troll on, I, what have you? It's fine. Um, you can troll me all you want at Mark the Bet on Twitter and Threads. I'm never on Threads, but you can try. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so there you go, uh, Corey. I think uh, I think that'll about do it for us. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe that's it. So, you guys, we keep talking about it. And we're going to keep talking about it until we're blue in the face. And in even a little bit after we've got a Patreon. And uh, as is evident on the panel tonight, our honored guests, they are part of that Patreon. They're on a part of a, a special tier and you can be on that tier too. And you can be on the show monthly. All you got to do is uh, go find the tier that works for you. Go to that tier, find out what you can do to be on the show. And then if, uh, if you, you, if you pay the uh, the tier, you can tell me to my face, sort of via through a screen, how wrong I am all the time about anything, anything on the show whatsoever. And you know, and I'll sit here and I'll listen to you. You know, I'll rebuttal, but also, but I'll listen to you because, like, well, you paid to be here, so you know, might as well get your money's worth. Hit, you know, hit it, throw it all at me. We're here. My my ears are wide open for you. So you go to the Patreon, go check it out. Let me actually read off our patron list right now, you know, just as a special thank you. You already know the three on the panel, but I'll go ahead and say it. Matt Lacoste right there. Josh Caldwell, Michael Griffith. Uh, we've got Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast. Rave of Flav. 
Greg Zito, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity from the Meet the Geeks, Kevin Brown in the chat, Perlineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Ben Adriozzi, Tim Armbruster, Scott Everett, and of course, Wabo and Cabo himself, Don. So thank you all so much, man. You guys, uh, you're keeping the lights on. You're keeping the, the conversation fun. I love it when Corey and I go back and forth. That's all well and good, but man, we got we got people with us all the time. We always got nice guests and auto dude and like enthusiastic people. That always makes the shows uh, all the better, I think. So, bottom of my heart, I thank all of you on there on the uh, uh, Patreon list, and I thank all of the listeners as well. Like even if uh, you don't like what we have to say, you're still listening. So thank you, um, and thank you to the lurkers in the chat. You can be a lurker. You can uh, watch us record. Join the Patreon. Find a tier that's right for you. If like I said, if we don't have it, we'll make it. There, guarantee we'll find something for you. You know, we'll, we're, we're not above anything. So, uh, so that being said, Josh, Michael, Matt, always a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we didn't hit any of your manifestations, but hell, we, I think we got a good track across the board. Everyone seemed really into it. So Absolutely. yeah. Um, Josh, uh, anything you want to, uh, promote plug anything you got for the fans? Uh, you can find me at upper mids on Twitter. And, you know, waste your time with me if you want. Hit me up the DM. <laughs> Slide into his DMs. That's what he said. There he is. We are good, open. Good guitar content. There it is. So, Matt Lacoste, how about yourself, man? Nothing. Thank you for uh, putting this show together. And thank you for, you know, what you guys are doing. I think the show is great. And I'm happy to be a part of it when I can be. It's a great conversation. And uh, whatever. I'm enjoying it. So let's go. We've got what, what another 150 songs to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, time will tell. I don't know We're, we are inching ever so closer to the end of this particular wheel, but that doesn't mean that the wheels in general will disappear. So that is all on you guys, the listeners. Um, you guys are again, doing a great job. I love it. Thank you. Thanks. Not well, banging my head we, against any steering wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Don't do that. That's dangerous. But uh, Michael Griffith, uh, you know, rounding us out uh where can the people uh, you got anything to plug and want the people to uh find you on socials uh at mike s griffith uh instagram i guess Thanks. talk about van halen and yeah like, like matt said I and mean, you guys are doing a fantastic job so thank you awesome to appreciate be a part of it appreciate that man it's awesome stuff so uh where you can find that patreon by the way uh, patreon.com as uh, I think slash podcast will rock. Is that the, the correct? That link there? Correct. Yeah, there you go. And if, and if, uh, and if I'm wrong about that, go to triple W Check out our website, all the shows posted there. If you miss any, you can go back and check on uh, what songs we've done, which ones we have left to go. And also we have a merch store, get you some merch, get you some stickers. Uh, you can slap on uh, your local watering holes, restroom, uh, toilet seat dispenser or whatever the thing, uh, you know, there's always stickers on those things. So, why not get you some podcasts a rock, spread the word, buy some shirts, courtesy of Kevin Brown, because he always gives us some really awesome and hilarious designs that we love. And, uh, you know, show your friends. I figure if a whole army of us is out there wearing podcast rock shirts that say, you know, little inside jokes that will be in the know, that's something people want to know that people want to be in the know of the inside jokes. So buy the shirts, wear them. And when people say, what the hell's up with that? You go, uh, let me tell you about this podcast and send them our way, man. Uh, Corey, where can the people find other shows that we are part of? Because uh, it's your universe, man. Let them know what's going on in your universe. 
I'll tell you, first of all, we might be getting a new shirt. Whatever happened to Tim Brust, Tim Armbruster? Because you said Tim, not Tom. <laughs> oh, no. I did not. No. <laughs> did I really shit? You did. Yeah. It, uh, and then good old uh, Tim heard it too. So he put it in the chat. He's like, Tim? But yeah. I heard it. You're an enchanter. There are those that call you Tim. Nope, you're Tom. So hashtag apologies to Tom. You do a great right. job hosting. So many words. <laughs> what are you going to do? You just got to say things. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. This, this is what happens. This is why I Super can't be trusted hard. behind the mic. I'm just, yeah. yeah, man. And, uh, and Ryan Powell says, Mark is just helping to encourage headbangers. So there you go. Well, yeah, I'm a metalhead, of course. Bang your head as hard as you can, obviously. Yeah. What are we doing? Just not on the steering wheel. That sounds painful. But yeah. um, yes, you can catch the, this show and other shows as part of the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Let's go through the show, shall we? Uh, myself, John Mariano, and Scott Haskins do a little show called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. John and I also do a show called Backtracks Theme Music, talking all things music and movies. Uh, Scott is winding up your I Heap the Magicians podcast, but he's eclipsed 100,000 downloads. You can still catch those uh, uh, on demand. Uh, great, great show. Uh, Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Matthew at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. That's a queen show, of course. Andy and Mac at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. That's a cool one, pitting American music against Canadian music. Greg and Jonathan are back with a show called So Far, So Pod, So What? Talking all things Megadeth. Mr. Kevin Brown in the chat does a show called The Tom Petty Project. Everyone should check out. And with the uh, Cardinal of the Church of Go Fuck Yourself, uh, Randy Woods do a little show called Seaside Pod Review, talking all things Queen. Quinn at In Volume for All. Savnick, Stephen Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. And Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And, of course, our old uh, friends who have uh, helped us out in some way or have been on the show, uh, the Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. You're all doomed. A Friday the 13th podcast. Of course, the DLR cast and the Bogus Otis show. Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting. Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich. Dissect that film. And Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. Ooh-hoo. So much content and so much, uh, but Corey is Galactus and he's here to devour your world, you know, to, to sustain him. Uh, the, he, there must be in the end, there must be only one podcasting universe and that's the CMPU. So right. be on the lookout everybody. It's just, it's just, it's just, uh, you're well on your way, man. So um, the fourth show is dropping soon. Fields. Ooh, there. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. The next show that I'm doing with Kevin Brown, we're not, we're doing a, the band. That's about as far away from, uh, Van Halen as you can get. Oh, no. oh wow. <laughs> you're, you're doing falling in reverse. Is it winger? Uh, nope. choice? It's not winger. No, it's is not it winger. winger. Is it winger? <laughs> is that what is all this has been leading up to? It's winger. Is it an acapella band or is, it, does, is that not work? Nope. Because, you know, nope. it's strictly, uh, it's the, uh, the doo-wop era of Billy Joel. Think more. It's Billy Joel. I know it is. It's Billy Joel. What? Oh, think more prog slash pop. Genesis. Well, Oh, 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 wait a minute. Of course. Of, okay. All right. Well, this is not a good to, guess. Not, I was going to say Rush, but like, out of boy, I, well, I, I made, I, I pay attention to some of the things that uh, Corey says from time to time. And, uh, you know, there may have been a, a slip of that name on occasion. So, uh, yeah, this yeah, well, is an interesting, never one. The, yeah. 
Nevertheless, yeah, be, be on the lookout, you guys. That's uh, as he said, it's dropping soon. And uh, again, right. that's just one, cool. one more world to add to his collection. So there you go. Genesis, but, uh, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, Gosh, and, I, I, weird I band. I kinda, yeah, I, I can kind of <laughs> spoil it. We we, we kind of split the, the discography into you. We're just covering Phil Collins' Genesis. Oh, ah. yeah. Wow. Until the until right. the Patreon, and then uh, then you can you be like, oh, do you guys want you want the Peter Gabriel? It's like, well, yeah, obviously it's Peter Gabriel. Well, I tell you what, so. after listening to the first couple of uh, albums with uh, Phil Collins, I don't think I want the Peter Gabriel. No. Oh my, Ooh, them different bands. Th- like look, a man, totally different band. Totally different. You band, wanna? Yeah. Let me tell you, the the Genesis diehards are legion, um, as it turns out. So be careful what you say. They might come for you for saying, because there's some, I'm sure, Peter Gabriel diehards that would absolutely just verbally strangle <laughs> you for saying that or even thinking it. But again, well, I guess time well, will tell. We will find out. Uh, I'm doing the podcast with one of those people, uh, Mr. Kevin Brown. So yeah, uh, it's there been an are. interesting experiment and we're, we're kind of doing the format a little different. Uh, in that we're actually ranking uh, uh, every uh, song on the album. So we're ranking one episode is going to be side A of an album, say Trick of the Tail. Episode two is side B of that album. And we're ranking Ooh. every song on different criteria, music, lyrics, and production. And we're going to have a final yeah. grade. <laughs> the final grade. Yep. And we're going to determine the best album uh, of the uh, Phil Collins uh, uh, era of Genesis. And then it's going to be a format we're going to take on to other bands. So, you know, yeah, ZZ Top cool. is actually in line for maybe doing the second one. Uh, Foo Fighters have come up. There, there's different bands we're thinking about for season two. Well, I know you've been that wanting one. to, uh, yeah, I know you've been wanting to do a ZZ Top one there for a while. Very so much, that makes perfect much. sense. ZZ Top so, is tough because it changes so much. And that that's like, what we may have to split ZZ into as well. Versus, I mean, like, yeah. you know, step yeah. inside my sleeping bag. Like, that's yeah. some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, no, and we talk weird. Yeah, one. but then they, they they go from that though into like, uh, and I don't want to get too deep into into a ZZ Top, but like La Futura is just a great uh-huh, uh, kick yeah. and blues. I love it. Again. I love yeah. that album. Fantastic yeah. record. Well, well, there you All go. Right, you gave well, him a, gave him, cool a, gave him a preview. You gave him a little preview, a little uh, a little scoop, if you will. You guys be on the lookout for that, and uh, on the lookout for all of the the things coming down the pipeline in the Corey Morissette podcasting universe, because it's 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 taking over the airwaves one at a time. But before he gets too deep into all of that, he's got to finish this one, and we're still going strong here, talking Van Halen here at and the podcast will rock. So on behalf of all of us at the panel, we are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later.